Hello ladies and gents and welcome back to the third installment of Keep the Receipts, the one man fast break. Keeping with the Euro theme, I uh, just want to talk about the Belgium-Italy game that just happened with Italy winning 2-1. to one. Right off the bat, we're going to talk about Italy and honestly they look like the strongest team in the tournament. I felt that even before this game, even though my biggest prediction was that France was going to win... I thought if anybody was going to upset France, it would be Italy. And right now, they look like the strongest team. They're already in the semifinals, so they're only two games away from winning the tournament. That you know, most people thought that they probably were top three to five teams in the tournament. And right now, they look like the strongest team. Gigi Donnarumma and that defense with uh, Chiellini and Bonucci look amazing they look unstoppable they look like they won't give up more than one goal against any team and you're gonna have to beat Italy you're gonna have to score two to three goals because on the other hand they got Insigne they got Chiroy Mobile they got players up Berardi they got players up there they can score goals and this isn't the old Italian team and Gigi Donnarumma he hasn't allowed more than one goal in his entire Italian career he's been with the team for five years so if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to at least score more than one because, you know, most likely they will get one goal on their front. And I guess you'll have to, you know, I think if Italy lose, it's probably going to be in penalties. I just don't see it. I still, I think they're the heavy favorites to win the entire thing. England might have something to say about that in the other side of the bracket. Spain might have something to say about that, but they're going to be facing Spain in the semifinal. But I think that they're heavy favorites in my eyes, against Spain. And got to give love to Giorgio Chiellini and Leonardo Bonucci. Chiellini's 36, Bonucci's 34. They're not flashy, doesn't look pretty, but man, they are super effective. They just get the job done. There's no equivalent to having the experience that they have at the back. There's nothing that can prepare anybody for them They've seen it all, they've done it all, and you're seeing the dividends being paid off in a major tournament. Shout out to Roberto Mancini. Ever since he took over Italy, they were probably at the worst ranking they've ever been in terms of FIFA rankings, which obviously don't mean much because they had Belgium as a number one team, and clearly that's not the case. Italy did beat them, and I thought Italy were in control majority of the game. Belgium had their chances, but overall Italy were the better team and deserved to go through. Um, 32 games unbeaten under Roberto Mancini. And, you know, they win two more games. They're going to be champions of Europe. From where they were a few years ago, this is such a big change. And the team has, you know, taken a whole different route than they did previously. It used to be gutted out, you know, play 1-0, 2-1. You can see Italy scoring two, three goals, no problem. They've got that kind of firepower up top in the, in the attack, which they really... They probably had the strikers and players the entire time in their history, but they just never played that way. The Italians were known for their hard-nosed teams, and they were like, we'll play defensive, we won't let you score. And for them to, you know, be able to have that firepower along with the great defense that they still have, uh, it's a killer combo. And right now they look like the favorites to win the entire thing. I did want to talk about, you know, they they won and obviously Spain won against Switzerland in a penalty shootout, which 
was very funny because Switzerland against France were absolutely amazing in their penalty shooting. And against Spain, they only made one penalty. So it really shows you how lottery system, how luck is such a big thing in penalty shootouts. Some some days, you know, if you hit the right spot, score. Other times, you know, it's just, it really is a lottery system. You get lucky, you, you know, you the goalkeeper dives the wrong way or the goalkeeper, you know, misses a step, anything like that. But, and uh, Une Simon, uh, the goalkeeper for Spain, came up big in the penalty shootout, only allowing them to score one penalty. And then Spain advancing three to one. Uh, to face Italy, which sets up a rematch of the 2012 Euro Cup final in which uh, Spain won 4-0, demolishing Italy. But that Spanish team was a whole different level of Spanish team than it is now. That team was probably the best team in the history of football, international football at least. They won three major tournaments, capping off with that Euro Cup in 2012. And so, obviously, it's not the same teams, and Italy is not the same team that it was then. So, it's a big thing, but Italy and Spain seem like any major tournament, especially at the Euros, they're most likely facing each other, and one is either winning the the whole thing, or they're going to face each other right at the end in the semifinals or the finals. So, that'll be a really great game to look forward to with uh, Spain and Italy coming up, and then, you know, the final is next weekend. I did want to cover the other side of the game, uh, Belgium, they, this was the golden generation for Belgium. Romelu Lukaku, Ed Hazard, Kevin De Bruyne, Thorgan Hazard, Toby Alderweireld, Jan Mertongen. They were, you know, this was the golden generation from 2014 to 2021 now. This was the, this was the time that they were going to win one major tournament and everybody thought that they were going to. And honestly, very disappointing golden generation they only got to one semifinal at one major tournament, which was at the World Cup. They ended up losing to France, which is no shame in losing to France. But, you know, the golden generation is, you, I thought, like, you would expect them to at least won one tournament. I really thought they had a good chance in 2018. That's when I thought they were in their physical prime. Hazard was at, was at the top of his game. Kevin De Bruyne was there. Lukaku wasn't the player that he is now, so maybe they were lacking that of number nine, that proper guy who can put the ball in the net. Lukaku's gotten better, but obviously Eden Hazard with all his injuries at Real Madrid. Kevin De Bruyne was playing with an injury. Turns out he was playing with a, you know, a torn ligament in his ankle, but he gutted it out, played the entire 90 minutes. But, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. There's a lot of golden generations for a lot of different countries, and it just doesn't happen that's why I think it's one of the craziest things ever from 2008 to 2012. That was a Spanish golden generation and they won every single tournament being the heavy favorites, being the favorites in all three of those tournaments. That's that's called greatness because when you're expected to do it and then you go out there and deliver, that's greatness. And that Spanish team was loaded with Hall of Famers, loaded with players that are all-time great. So it's a little different than Belgium, but it's the same idea. When you have the golden generation, you're not going to most likely... Belgium might not have a core of a player like Hazard, De Bruyne, and Lukaku for a very long time. So the fact that they had it and they didn't deliver, you know, shows... Maybe it's just, you know, it's not meant to be and it's no... No sadness in losing to, you know, France in 2018 or losing to Italy in 2021. Those are 
great teams. Those are world-class teams. Those are the top teams that are always there at the end. But, you know, I really... It's kind of a disappointing because in 2014, they got to the quarterfinals and they ended up losing. And people were like, oh, they're just getting started. They're going to be back. And 2016, they lost to Wales, which was a disappointment. And 2018, they got to the semifinals, losing to France. So overall, it was a disappointing thing. And now I think that the generation is over. That golden generation is done. You know, Vertonghen's going to be a year older. Alderweireld is going to be a year older in the World Cup next year. I just don't see them being a factor. Maybe I'm going to be wrong, but I doubt it. Uh, it's just it doesn't feel like that the be- their best days are behind them in that case. Everybody always said that, you know, Belgium was a dark horse and they were the biggest team that could, you know, come out and win uh, a small nation that could come out and win a major tournament, but that didn't happen. But speaking of the dark horse is the biggest dark horse in this tournament, which a lot of people probably did not see coming, was Denmark. And Denmark is, they just won against Czech Republic today, 2-1, to one, and they're into the semifinals of the European Championships. Uh, an amazing accomplishment. Uh, I don't know how many people had that in their brackets. If they filled out any, I doubt anybody did, aside from people that are Danish, because... I surely did not see this coming, and obviously they had an easier route. They played some pretty, you know, teams that they did have a good opportunity to beat. Um, but you play who you play, you know. You you can't control who's in front of you. You just gotta get. You just gotta advance and survive, and they're doing that. And big thing, obviously, is you know they have a, a galvanizing cause now with the Christian Eriksen. You know him going down in the first game. They're uh, they're playing for something, and they're playing for something bigger than. The game itself they're playing for their brother and who's uh recovering back home and i think that's uh, that's something that you know lights a fire under teams that you can't see on on the score sheet you can't see in terms of the players that are their their names on the back of the jerseys it's not they're playing for something bigger and i think that's going to be that's going to be something great to see and their biggest test is probably going to come up in the next uh, game. Most likely, they'll be facing England. Uh, assuming England takes care of business against Ukraine in the game that's about to start in the next 15 or 20 minutes. So I did want to you know, record this while I had some downtime before the, the England-Ukraine game. Um, but, I mean, Denmark squad, when you look at them, they... They don't have any super A-level players, but they got players that play in big clubs in Europe. You know, obviously Christian Eriksen is their biggest star, and you know, unfortunately he got injured uh, with his, uh, you know, cardiac arrest. But he's their best player, and he plays at Inter Milan. Um, you know, you got Simon Kerr, you got Andreas Christensen who plays at Chelsea, Thomas Delaney who plays at Borussia Dortmund. You got Kasper Schmeichel, who plays uh, goalkeeper for Leicester City. Daniel Voss, he plays in La Liga. Hoybier, he plays for Tottenham. So they got players all over Europe at top clubs. And, you know, it's not a surprise that they, you know, that they are doing this. It's just the other teams that you would really fancy them against Denmark. You would have said, you know, obviously France, Belgium. But, you know, you end up playing Belgium plays Italy. Denmark plays uh, Czech Republic and Wales so you play who you play and sometimes the luck of the draw you know you're on the easier side of the bracket it ends up benefiting you and that's kind of the same thing that's going to happen for England you know if England get through Ukraine which I think most people expect them to me included 
Um, but the way my predictions have been going, uh, <laughs> that means Ukraine's going to upset them, right? But I think that, you know, England is probably going to get through Ukraine and they're going to have an easy route. They're going to need to beat Denmark to get to the finals. And Denmark has nothing to be sad about. They've already exceeded everybody's expectations. They're doing they're doing amazing. And, you know, they made their country proud and they're making their, you know, uh, Christian Eriksen very proud. And, you know, just in general, it's a great feel-good story um, at the tournament. There always feels like at every major tournament, there's always one surprise team. And at this one, it definitely is Denmark. And, you know, good luck to them against, I think it's going to be England. Um, but you really never know uh, if England doesn't come out and play up to the level. You know, anybody can be had in any given time. And it's um, it'll be a good test. Um, we'll stop the episode right here. I did want to keep this short and sweet. With the Copa America heating up and brazil advanced to the quarterfinals i did want to cover that i'll cover that in the next couple episodes when the games get more enticing it seems like you know right now it's uh a crash course for brazil versus argentina and unless something crazy happens or one of them gets eliminated uh, i will um cover that as that kind of uh proceeds and on that note i'm out